0: God, thank you, Jordan, for reading our scripture today. Thank you, Vanessa, for that powerful story. I'll admit, I got a little misty there. Uh, (laughs) I'm Raul Perez. I'm the senior associate pastor here at North, and uh, we are continuing in our series. Be Thou My Vision. Today's sermon title is Remember God's Provision to Enter into a New Vision. Remember God's provision to enter into a new vision. I want to start this morning by telling you a story of my own. I want to start by telling you how I almost didn't become a pastor. So I used to uh, work at the seminary that I used to go to. So I was working there uh, full-time uh, recruiting students, and I was a student myself for a number of years. Uh, and, you know, as it is when you kind of see behind the scenes in something that you're a part of, uh, I, yeah, I got to see some some challenging things. And this place was like, kind of like the, the church to me. And so when I saw those challenging things, I I just started to say that this isn't the way, and I don't. I don't want to be a part of this. And so I, I took steps to, uh, to end my career there and to transition out of the seminary once I graduated. And in all those transitions, I got so jaded that I didn't want to keep pursuing my call to be a pastor. And so in my search for work, I kind of took a, a, a job that was very unexpected and presented to me, It was working at Seattle's Union Gospel Mission in a very um, unusual department called Church Development under a man named Chris Goff. You may know Chris. He uh, used to work here at uh, Bethany. And uh, I, I didn't know all that then, but Chris took me on a journey that I needed at that time. So what we did, the work that we did was, uh, in church development, was we reached out to churches all across the Seattle area, and we, um, we essentially mediated between churches of different denominations and uh, creeds and everything that uh, were in a particular neighborhood, and we brought them together, and we tried to encourage them and in, empower them to work together to serve their part of the city. And what was beautiful is that when they actually did that when they got over their denominational lines and all their differences they were made a powerful impact in their part of the city to meet the needs there and after even just a few months of seeing this i said to myself i think this is the first time that i am really seeing the church truly seeing the Bride of Christ. And it was through that work with Chris and UGM and Church Development and all the churches that we connected with in the Seattle area that I was healed. I was healed and I was brought back to my call to serve the church as a pastor. And so even today, even in this last year, honestly, when I despaired probably like you did and struggled and, and questioned myself and felt shame and all these different things. I remembered this healing. I remembered it, and it renewed my vision for the road ahead, even here at North. I'm wondering, can you relate to that? Can you relate to how remembering God's help in a hard time, renews your courage for the season ahead, well, that's all we're talking about today. I only got one point for you. Just one. One single point, and it's this. If you want to enter into a new vision, we must remember God's past provision. If we want to enter into a new vision, we must remember God's past provision. That's that's what our text is all about here today. I mean, What's happening in in Deuteronomy 6 here is that Moses has brought the people to the edge of the promised land. They are getting ready to go in, and Moses takes himself up onto a high place, and he tells them something very important. He tells them that the place they are about to enter, which has been promised to them by God, it is all that he has been saying it is. It is a land full of milk and honey. It is a place with mature fruit trees that you did not plant. A place uh, with land that has been tilled that you did not work. Homes that you did not build. That are furnished with furniture you did not put there. It is all waiting for you. But it comes with a warning. That you acknowledge and thank God for what he has given to you and remember that he is the one that gave it to you lest this inheritance that you get that you're receiving now fall through your hands like sand it's like god is saying i know you've been waiting for this day for 40 years but before you exit your wilderness just remember who it was that provided for you while you wandered and recognize that what is waiting for you was prepared in advance for you. This is no doubt how many of us feel. I know I do. We are all longing to exit this terrible wilderness that we've been in recently. We can feel it. We This wilderness, we are on the cusp of exiting it. We have been wandering for over a year in COVID and it has dug these pits in us between us. And we all want nothing more than to be released from these prisons, to dissolve divisions, and to experience a palpable peace. And how terrible it is when you walk aimlessly and all you want to do is just, you just want to see that promised land. I went on a walk this last week with one of our congregants. And uh, she wanted to share with me the hardships and challenges that Northers, have you ever been called that? (laughs) I'm gonna say it now. That you, Northers, are facing that I may not have heard about. And as she shared the various concerns and questions and hardships that you all are facing, I felt a deep compassion for you as your pastor and you are my congregation, my people. And I resonated with the things that she was sharing with me because I too have been experiencing these hardships as well. But as she continued to share, I realized something else, I realized that many of the challenges that you have been facing or, or the questions you've been asking have been somewhat exacerbated by the fact that you have not heard definitive direction or vision from us, your pastors. And for that, I want to say that I'm sorry for not giving you more definition and more cast vision. For the church in this next season. I know so many of you believe in what North is about and have continued to be a part of this community. You've made that choice. But you are desperately desiring to know what the vision going forward is. And Scott and I will deliver that more formally together here soon. But here's what I want you to know about it, about this vision. We had our vision renewed for North as we remembered how faithful God has been to us, a wild and missional church. He's given us a vision of Sunday services full of celebration, praising God, testimony. We've a, a vision with house churches embarking on faith exploration together not alone, but with one another, exploring the depths of relationship and depths of faith. And he's given us a vision about a people who so love their church that they can't help but extend an invitation to family and to friends. We are a missional church with a wild faith who embrace the new things that God is doing as we exit this wilderness. So as we make plans to gather in person and and online and in-house churches, let us enthusiastically celebrate, explore, and invite people to know Jesus and join this Christian journey. If we want to enter into a new vision, we must remember God's past provision. And So I want to do that now. I want to do that in a fun way here together, this remembering and envisioning. So kids, adults, parents, get off the couch and come to the screen. Come, come right up to the screen, all right? If you're doing this on your phone, put the screen in your face. Check it out. So we're going to put this collage up for you right now. And what I want you to do is I want you to, to look at this collage and I want you to do two things. I'm just going lead to lead you through it, all right? The first thing is I want you to pick a picture that represents the pandemic for you. Okay? There's like more than 20 pictures here. And some are silly. Some are sad. Some are artsy. Some are random. <laughs> but I, something in here I know speaks to you. It is pulling at your heart right now that is defining what the pandemic was for you. We need to remember. We need to remember what it was for us. And if, you know, pandemic wasn't all bad for you, Is actually, there was some really cool stuff that came out of it, that's okay. I know that it was bad, but it, there could be some pretty cool stuff and that's what you're choosing right now. Okay, so what I want you to do is share it out loud. If you're by yourself, say it out loud anyways. But go ahead and just share it with one another. Okay. Hold on to it. Hold on to your pandemic picture. I want you to look again at the screen and look at the collage. And here's what I want you to do. Now I want you to choose a picture that represents your vision for the church in the season ahead? What do you feel best represents what you desire in the church as we exit our wilderness and enter into this promised land? All right. If you're still looking, that's okay. I'm going to talk a little bit while you are picking and potentially sharing. If you're in house churches, this is going to be the question. So hold on to your pictures and we're going to talk about this at our house churches. But for me, the picture that represented pandemic was the coffee picture. Uh, the, my wife... Oh, I guess we can pull the, the thing down now and come back to me, I guess. Um, during the pandemic... My wife and I said, we're here every day, and we wake up at 5 o'clock because our kids never sleep in. we got to get some good coffee going. So we we invested in, like, you know, buying nice whole bean coffee, and we got a hand grinder so we could grind it at just the right size for our French press where we got to weigh out the grind, and then we got to put in the water at the right temperature so that you get the bloom just a little bit so it blooms, and then you put the rest in, and then you wait just a, a certain amount, and then you drink it. And I admit, it's awesome. It's awesome coffee. It's a whole thing. But that that was good for us. And the other part about drinking coffee, it's like it's a slow time kind of activity. You sip your coffee because it's super hot and it's really tasty. And you just slow down. And it was a representation for us that we're going to really try and slow down with our family and with each other and with our relationships and, and all that and be kind to ourselves. The picture that represented for me the vision of the church is the the food picture the one where that has all these colorful food items in it and all different kinds of food because for me i'm seeing i'm seeing the, the the future the the vision forward as a feast a place where People that are hungry come and get satisfied. A place where we can bring our diverse experiences uh, and and cultures and everything and bring them to the table and enjoy together with one another the food that God has for us. And I'm I'm talking about literally in, in like house churches and, you know, metaphorically with Christ being fed, filled. That's what my desire. So, hold on to your pictures, maybe at the end of the service, share them with one another. Because if we want to enter into a new vision, we must remember God's past provision. And you know, right, at, at this point, as we remember the past, we're, we're looking in our text today from Deuteronomy, and we're looking at the Israelites, and we're remembering that God gave them a promise. God gave them a promise to be to uh, inherit this land and to multiply and to uh, you know span the earth. That's that's the promise. But the thing is, for us as Jesus people, we're not being promised an actual piece of land. Our land that we inherit is Jesus Christ. And all the children that are going to come to the Father are those who believe that Jesus is the Christ and he died for our sins. It says as much here in Ephesians 1. So I'll read you some excerpts. It says this, we have also received an inheritance in Christ. The Holy Spirit is the down payment on that inheritance. And, and Paul prays here, I pray that the eyes of your heart will have enough light to see what is the hope of God's call, what is the richness of God's glorious inheritance among believers, which is what? Which is what? And he he describes it here. God put everything under Christ's feet and made him head of everything in the church, which is his body. His body. The church. The church (laughs) is the fullness of Christ who fills everything in every way. God, we should be stopping right here. Let's get a praise dance going, right? This is amazing. Christ can be anything, right? But what he chooses to be, he chooses to let his body be the church. And he lets himself be our land, be our promise, and he is our inheritance, And the down payment, that that phrase there is, is about kind of clinching a deal, a promise that has been made, a covenant to ensure the 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 fact of the covenant that Christ is giving us His body, He sends us His Spirit, and when we believe, just as Vanessa was talking about, we experience the presence of God in the person of the Spirit, and we have confidence that Christ is our all in all. And this is why this very fact right here that Jesus is the land that we inherit is the reason that things like colonialism and the, the, the undergirdings of it, like manifest destiny or what's been said as the white man's burden, why they're, they were wrong because they misappropriated scripture. There was such a literal reading that the Israel and the promised land, which was read about then, was a promise for everybody. But that is a promise specifically for scripture, for, sorry, for Israel. And that is a one-time event. That is not for all. You see, we as Jesus people now what we believe is that Jesus is our land. He is our inheritance. And he has made himself available to all people, in all places, to all races, and all tongues. And if we would just but believe in him, then we could inherit him. And he confirms that on the last night of his life when he raised the glass and he said, this is my blood, the blood of the new covenant. The new covenant is that Jesus is our inheritance. If we want to enter into a new vision, we must remember God's past provision. And so instead of following these false frameworks into the future, let us remember the fire that leads us into the promised land. Because when Israel, when they left Egypt, what was before them? What led them in the wilderness? It was smoke during the day, and it was a pillar of fire at night. And for 40 years, it took them, yes, through the wilderness. And they got, I guess God had to teach them something. But he never left them. The fire took them into the promised land. And this, for us, as Jesus people in our day, this happened again. It happened again on Pentecost. On Pentecost, God, in wind, like the pillar of smoke, and in fire, alighted on the disciples in a time when they were wandering they had just seen their christ go up into the sky and now they didn't know what to do they're waiting in the city what are we waiting for what are we we're waiting for the fire that will lead us into the world and take christ's body the church and give people hope hope for a future If we want to enter into a new vision, we must remember God's past provision, and God has provided his presence and his power again and again and again for the church, and he will give it, provide it for us too. Today is Memorial Day, or tomorrow is Memorial Day a day where we remember those who followed the fire that was in them into the flames that would consume them. We remember fallen soldiers who gave their lives in the pursuit of freedom for their friends and their families. And in exchange for their life and death, we civilians get to enjoy a particular freedom in America. So we honor their sacrifice today. And likewise, Jesus Christ, the nonviolent soldier and pioneer of our faith, chose to make a great sacrifice for us, his friends and family. As he faced his impending death, he knelt in the Garden of Gethsemane, sweating blood and pleading with his Father to be released from the cross. And yet, as he thought about us, And knew that his death would allow for a great exchange to take place. He chose to enter into the sacrifice for us. Hebrews 2 describes it like this. It was appropriate for God, for whom and through whom everything exists, to use experiences of suffering to make perfect the pioneer of salvation. This is because the one who makes people holy... And the people who are being made holy all come from one source. Therefore, since the children share in the flesh and blood, he, Jesus, also shared the same things in the same way. He did this to destroy the one who holds the power over death, the devil, by dying. He set free those who were held in slavery their entire lives by their fear of death. He set us free by sharing his reality with us and taking our reality upon himself. This is the great exchange. Jesus took our whole reality in his sacrifice. If we were tempted, he let himself be tempted. If we suffered, he let himself suffer. If we were being overtaken by death, he let himself be taken by death. He took all our realities into himself, making them his own. And in exchange, he gave us all his realities for us to make our own. God's realities for us. He gave us the Holy Spirit so we may be comforted and empowered to preach and heal and cast out demons. He gave us access to the Father so we may have fellowship with him and know that we are his children. He gave us his body in a very real way to one another. Christ's body is his church and where his body is unified, that is where the truth about Christ is made known to the world. All of this, Jesus does all of this because he has a very long, long memory. He remembered God's command to Adam to take care of the earth and to multiply. He remembered God's covenant with Abraham to bring him into a promised land and that he would have descendants as vast as the stars above. He remembered Isaiah 53 and the prophecy of the suffering servant and the Christ. He remembered these things and recast them in himself for a bright and beautiful future for all of humanity. He did it because of the covenant of love that he remembered. He would be the land, and the children would be all who believe in him. So as the band comes back up, what I want to tell you and share with you is this, that I believe that God is sending a consuming fire upon us at north. He has been preparing us like Elijah prepared the altar For all those to see what would happen, yet unbelievers. He has been preparing us so that we may be consumed by God and become a testimony to the world around us that we serve a living God. So do not lose heart, church, but believe. Believe and pray as we Remember here on the cusp of exiting this wilderness season, remember who brought you through, who has provided for you, and remember the faithful ways that he has been good to all of his servants. Remember and believe. For in the same way that God has been faithful in saving and refreshing and filling his people with light, so also the fire we seek to lead us back to Jesus and to one another is upon us. Pray for it expectantly, for by it we will remember the past and have a vision for God's provision in our present future. So let us sing together to our living God.